Welcome to episode four of our Mental Health's Not So Secret Diary podcast. Today we will be interviewing Ethan Chow. Hi Ethan, thank you so much for being with us today. We're gonna give ourselves a quick introduction. I'll start off, my name is Alice Worley, my pronouns are she and her, and I'll pass it over to Michelle. Hello, I'm Michelle, I use she, her pronouns, and I'm in San San Francisco right now. I'll pass it to Teresa. Hey, my name is Teresa, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm also here in the SF. Ethan, would you like to give us a short intro? Hello, my name is Ethan. I'm from Oakland. I'm happy to continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Michelle will be starting off our interview questions. Awesome. Okay. We will get started with just a quick icebreaker. Um, our question is, if you could fill a bathtub with anything, what would you fill it with? Honestly, okay, if anybody has like an answer, feel free to answer, but I'm kind of still thinking of mine. That's a good question. I'm saying this just cause, like, just straight up diamonds. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, okay, now like, oh, I want to, you know, like, screw window or whatever, like, swimming in gold. I'm just going to get it so I could, you know, profit off of it and have the money so I could use it to, you know, invest, give back, and, you know, opportunities. Right. Ethan, I'm going to have to agree with you. I was just going to say, like, a lot of cash. You're like, just fill my bathtub with cash. <laughs> right. That's exactly what I was thinking, cash as well. I have to agree. I don't even think, like, there's nothing better, I think. Nothing cash just comes in really handy. Um, okay. Awesome. Thank you for checking in. Um, I think I'm passing it to Alice to start us off with our next question. Yeah, so my first question is, what is your experience with mental health, especially after the pandemic? After the pandemic, I mean, we still in the pandemic as of now, but I say after pandemic, a lot of life lessons. I'm sure sure a lot of people could relate, you know, being in the pandemic, you felt very burnt out, you felt very isolated and still to now, it still feels the same thing. Mental health, then I was like, I'm really trying to think of an answer to that, but shortest thing I could just say is just like, it's, it's always been the same for me. It's like, my mental health has never been good before quarantine, just been honest. And, you know, during quarantine, <laughs> and not like it's gonna get any better. So after, I would say in some ways, I did become better in like, how to manage it and like, to like you know deal with you know depressive episodes or like anxiety attacks and just getting to like learn more about like how I could deal with myself but also it's like how it affects the people around me too and how I could like learn how to just be open with people and just be able to like share and like also be able to support others too because there's a lot of people that are like you know going through the same things as me and like and I'm sure a lot of you can relate too it's just like you want to be there for you want to be there for other people but also you just like you gotta think of yourself too not being selfish but self-care matters right thank you for sharing that with us ethan uh the topic of mental health has definitely been a pressing issue you know especially since the pandemic has started and has your school been supportive um you know to support your mental health whether that was prior to covid and while in the midst of covid 
Uh, I would say for school, like, of course, I'm pretty sure again, like, public schools are heavily under resourced, let's be honest now. So it's like something they can really do a lot. But yeah, I would say they're very supportive. Um, there's only two, like, a few of them, because I still call, like, what's I call a case manager, I believe. But I talked to one of them and we talked talk about my mental health. We didn't get to talk that often, though, because again, like, house schools are heavily underfunded and there's not that much people who could, are qualified for that job he and actually she too had like a bunch of job bunch of like students that are dealing with problems so they're very on a tight schedule but yeah they're pretty supportive pretty helpful and i was able to do things and like actually find support of course like it was difficult because i had to do it you know so they don't it's like you don't really hear too much about like mental health support at school this is being honest so I had to go there and like actually talk about it when I was getting my physical and that's how I was introduced to it. If I wasn't, then I'm pretty sure I would never have gotten the support anyways. Yeah, um, definitely totally agree with you for like how public schools really are under-resourced and it's really unfortunate that, you know, a lot of students aren't able to receive the support they need because of that. Um, and I think you might have touched on this briefly with your last question, but um, when did you realize that mental health was important and like necessary to talk about and um, really address? Well, I was always introduced to like, you know, actually, I'm trying to think, I think it was around actually probably freshman or sophomore year. So like, you know, obviously you always hear about like physical health, you gotta take care of your body, don't, you know, and all that stuff, but you never hear about like the mental health, you know, it's just as important. So when I was introduced to it and found out like how important it was, it was actually through a friend of mine. Like I didn't even know too much about it, but when I actually like, because you know, they're my friend and I want to care for them. Um, they talked to me about like their struggles and like their mental health struggles. Like when I hear like firsthand, it's like, damn, I can actually kind of relate. <laughs> but it's also just like, damn like when you actually just hear them words and like hear like actually like somebody describing it it's like it's like you, you just fully realize that there's always been there and like mental health has always like affected everybody every single day it's just like but nobody really talks about it oh it's just like they trusted me a lot so that's why i was appreciated and then like i always want to support them and hearing about like, the struggles but you know i keep it private for them and it's like then when i thought to myself it's like then I actually like thought more about myself because I rarely do. Um, I rarely do to talk think about myself or like my own like health and needs and everything. So when I actually like took a second to this thing, it's like, huh. It's actually like groundbreaking the fact that I might actually need help too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thank you for bringing up how it's not talked about that much. Um, the next question would be, how does society view mental health? Is it a positive or negative outlook? It's for surely a negative. <laughs> like, let's just be honest. Like, nobody, mental health has made many strides. Yes, a lot of people are more aware of mental health, which is great. I'm not going to ignore that. Mental health is taking a lot of people have talking a lot, long time, and a lot of work to make it, make it where people could actually get some help with mental health and people more aware of it, but still has a lot of work to be done because a lot of people still don't even take it seriously. And a lot of people don't even like take like just know too much about it. And I'll say, yeah, society definitely does view mental health extremely negatively. 
it, for like I'm near, I'm pretty sure y'all know about toxic masculinity. That's just an example of it. I'm a male and like, I deal with that. It's like, oh, we trying to show your feelings. Like, I don't know if I'm not the curse on here, but like, um, so you, it's really hard to share feelings. I'm sure like for everybody else too. And not even just that, but men, people do view mental health very negatively as in like, it's more of just a problem, like something that can be quote unquote fixed. In all reality, like it takes time as a process. Like mental health is extremely important and needs to be like taken seriously. And like mental health affects you just as much as your physical health. <laughs> That's the, the seriousness about it. Right. Yeah, I totally agree with what you just said. And I like how you, you know, mentioned that mental health is a problem. And usually these problems um, come from misconceptions. So when you think about mental health, what are some of the misconceptions that um, come up for you or that you've heard of? First one that come up with me is that whoever thinks about mental or you're struggling, whether you're suicidal or something, is like, not everybody who's struggling with mental health is going to be suicidal. Of course, like, yes, and that is extremely important and should be taken account for. But it's like, there's many misconceptions of like, you're meant, if you're struggling with mental health, you know, you're weak, you're soft, you're not strong, like, get over it. And it's not important. It's like, nah, <laughs> that ain't true at all. And the fact that it's like, shouldn't be like something that's just open about. It's like, if you try to show any type of like, openness or just any type of weakness or just vulnerability it's just taken upon them and it's just seen very badly and even though i'm pretty sure most people who see as badly are probably dealing with it themselves they just don't want to accept it or even view it as that because they see it as in like you're weak and all that stuff yeah thank you for kind of telling us um some misconceptions that you've heard and i'm sure like Maybe you've talked a little bit about this in the youth mojo space. Um, so kind of want to lean into um, the organization you're with, Chinese Progressive Association. Um, how does the topic of mental health come up um, in CPA and how do you, what are there, is there like any work that you've done um, around that? CPA was absolutely awesome, especially youth mojo. Are they actually taking account of like like just youth and just like not even just youth but just people in the community that all like are struggling through you know many problems um and mental health being one of them uh how it's brought up i would say it's brought up in a very genuine way it's not like just forced or it's like oh we're just going to talk about this today oh you guys are doing like that it's like it's actually brought up in a genuine way it's like okay we're going to talk about this and we're going to allow y'all to just learn <laughs> instead of just being like you're trying to force it down it's actually just like allowing people to actually learn something and probably even relate and probably even just like see how they could like learn those use those skills to even like outside of the program or even outside of them and just use it for themselves or use it for people that they care about it's actually just like more i would say damn struggling with this word <laughs> oh well uh anyway point is it was very nice and it was very genuine that's what i enjoyed the most um and for the work that i've done i was a former core leader and member of there so we did a lot of you know decision making with mental health and how it could be like brought into schools 
and I appreciate all that. I'm pretty sure y'all going to ask another question about like how I was in CPA, huh? So I won't go too much into it, but I'll say for work I've done is like, yeah, it's decision-making, burning ideas, and also like listening to other people because everybody's voices matter. Like again, I was a core leader, but it's not like I had any more like position than anybody else. Everybody was still on an equal playing field and everybody was like, everybody's opinion and thoughts were mattered and everybody's opinions, thoughts, and, you know, viewpoints were seen as equally and taken seriously. So, yeah. Thank you for your answers. Um, you kind of answered the first part of this question already when you went into like depth about um, CPA. So I'm gonna, the next question will be, um, how did the campaign part of, um, you know, our healing in our hands address mental health at schools? Yeah, I just, it just kept it real. Like, that's what I liked about it. It keeps it real for everybody. Like, mental health is a problem. We got to do a solution for it. And we got to take action now. It's not just like, oh, people are just, you know, it's just a little thing on the side now. Like, it's actually something serious. So that's what I liked about it. It was like, it actually brought up an actual problem that's in our schools and just like in our society in general. And it once and actually like allows people to take action and learn. Because, you know, everybody wants to do something. Everybody wants to help. But it's like, nobody knows really how. It's just like, that's what I liked about, like, how Mojo brings like that space and time for like people to like actually do something and for our healing in our hands um man it's a lot to process because there's a, like a lot of memories right now <laughs> um i would say for what role or like how did it address mental health in schools it definitely again like how it's keeping real but i'll go more into details like it actually brought up how like students or how students are being affected especially you know the youth and like youth of color too it's because like everybody is different, even if you like may look the same or whatever, but everybody is different. Everybody has different lives, different situations. And I like how the campaign actually brought that up and brought up like youth power and like actually let students have a voice, but like not even just like, oh, you're just going to listen to the voice. Actually, it's just like they're going to have their voice and they're going to actually take it seriously and they're actually going to be able to take action and actually do something, not just like what people's voices matter that is important and everything but also taking action too because like you could talk all the time but if you're not doing anything then nothing's going to change so, right yeah yeah i totally agree with what um you just mentioned and i don't know too much about cpa but from what i've heard so far it seems like a very sort of like inclusive and supportive organization and so with our healing in our hands how did this campaign start our healing in our hands. Well, may not have the full history right now. <laughs> Probably should have looked at the questions, but I'll say what's like CPA and just like many other organizations just like them have always been in the fight for mental health resources and like always been fight to like push mental health and actually make it where mental health is taken seriously, especially like for youth and they like just future on. So I can't say like exactly how it began. I think it was a proposal. Oh, wait, our healing in our hands. Okay, I think I'm mixing them up. <laughs> but sorry, I should really should look at the questions when I had the chance. But I'll say it started off with just like a lot of people that wanted to do something, like-minded people. They wanted to make a change for the better of the community and hopefully just spread it off. And that's how it started. And many communities and like programs start like fought for it. And that's how it began. Yeah, that's basically how it works. Um for people listening to the podcast, Ethan and I are, um, we were both in a CPA. Um, and to give a little bit more background, 
on the campaign, I believe Ethan, what you said was right. It was like um, a lot of youth getting together, realizing that mental health was an issue that needs to be addressed. I think that was in like 2017 and they won the campaign in 2019, um, somewhat around there. I think that's the timeline. <laughs> um, but I know this past school year, Ethan, um, um, the core leaders have at Youth Mojo have been working on um, the implementation process of the campaign, specifically like um, implementing a grassroots governance committee into a SFUSD school. Um, could you maybe tell us a little bit more about that process and how you were involved in that? You know, it's crazy because like when you're actually like doing this type of decision making, it's like you don't really realize it until like somebody mentions it. It's like you don't, I mean, you're just doing this type of work and actions, like you just take a second and look back, it's like doing so much, there's <laughs> so much to process. Um, and I was like to mention also just the fact that they gave like so much trust to just the youth and decision makings in this place. Like they gave so much trust to us because, you know, this, our, this is something that affects us. <laughs> so we should be the one to be able to address the problem and actually do something about it, not just like give it to adults. I'll say, and but yeah, to answer your um, question about like how it's a process, it was a lot of, you know, teamwork and a lot of t talking with like the core group and just like with other students too and getting their inputs and like actually like hearing everybody and taking everything into account and then talking with the, they weren't the, well, it's not the teachers, the advisors or staff members. Honestly, I don't know what to call them, but yeah, they were the adults and they were the ones who, oh, the coordinators, the coordinators, yeah, um, for the Rona Center and everything. So it was a lot of meetings and a lot of the, a lot of talking and a lot of like decision making, a lot of listening. So the process was actually really nice because they were really nice too, because they actually heard us and listened to us and were, were supportive. Sometimes it was it was difficult because again, a lot of people still don't really view youth voices that seriously. So sometimes a lot of people get talked over, a lot of things get you know pushed off to something else. But most of the time it was went very smoothly and just like working it off for this and helping whoever's gonna be after you pick up the work and like go go with it too. Not just like you're just leaving them for it, but you're like building up the bricks for them or the steps. I don't know how the expression goes. <laughs> yeah, so you talked a lot about the process during this campaign. Um, could you maybe go into a little bit of detail about what the impact or what impact this campaign had on the youth of our community? I think especially during quarantine, everybody was a lot more aware of the issues that happens in their communities and how everybody's affected. And I feel like that was awesome. So I would say this allowed like youth to like again feel like they actually want to do something feel like they're actually doing something and just being productive not just like productive oh like you're doing like a class or something but you're doing something that you think that you actually feel like you like and you actually feel passionate about and something that you actually want to like do and like actually make a change in the viewpoints that you see and just like being respectful to everybody else too try and see like basically it's just like i'll say for impacting again, it allows them to like do something, but also it's like a lot of community, this allowed a lot of community building and a lot of openness from everybody. And like a lot of people to like actually learn from other people's perspectives 
that's the word I was looking for. Perspective. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, perspectives and everything. It's just like impacting again, like this pro campaign and everything will bring more mental health resources into SFUSD schools. So that is a great, and I'll say the work that's been done with it also matters too. Cause like with the work that's done before, a lot of students to like build up their skills and like build up like skills for the future. And it's like different viewpoints of the future and like have more hope, I guess. And yeah. Yes, thank you so much for that response, Ethan. And I know you kind of touched on why you enjoyed working with CPA so much ever since you joined, but what was your favorite part about this um, specific campaign? Like what was maybe one event that occurred that you know your whole group who that worked on our healing in our hands found was a very successful moment? And there's a lot of favorite moments. <laughs> um, First ones that come up to mind is just like when you finally see all the work that you put into it and just like all the people that you trusted within this and the people that trusted you too and seeing like the fact that they trust you into doing this type of work and the fact that you're seeing that you guys are all doing something together like i would say the last meeting that we had with the wellness coordinators because to actually talk about the campaign and actually push for it i think it was a huge success like that was one of the biggest things because like i didn't really think too much about it like not like oh I was ignoring or anything, but it's just like I was just doing it, and I was like I knew what I knew what I was doing, but it's like when you actually again like I said when you actually take a second and look back, it's just like damn, damn, <laughs> like all that work, all that stuff, and it's like all went by that fast, and like it's actually gonna make a change, it's actually gonna make a difference, like that's what I thought about the favorite and to go more about like the favorite moments, like how it was successful, because like again like the coordinators actually were listening, and I think we got yeses for them of course like, the decision happened a little bit after the meeting so we didn't get to know at that time but it seemed like they're actually listening and actually enjoyed the ideas and actually like everything went by smoothie the whole thing because like, everybody had a part everybody did something and even the meetings before we were all encouraging each other we all trusted each other until they like, doing this type of work because we all had the same goal and i liked how each of us like we all knew how each other like worked in that place and like we worked off each other the chemistry was nice yeah, I totally agree with you, Ethan. Um, I know, I think our last meeting, it honestly went like really well. I feel like we really pushed for um, the implementation, which um, if listeners don't know, we actually got the implementation. So um, at Lincoln High School, I believe starting this upcoming semester, there will be a um, like grassroots governance committee um, run by students as well as um, staff. Um, at Lincoln High School, which is super cool. So I don't know if you're listening and you go to Lincoln, look out for that. Um, going back to kind of like the campaign work, um, Ethan, what was uh, maybe like a challenge that you faced as you worked on the campaign? A challenge that I faced, there are many challenges. I would say most common one was just like, I don't want to say like burnout, but it's just like self-isolation. Cause again, like doing that type of work and like doing all that stuff, like you're talking about like a lot of serious things. Like again, you're making a difference and it's cool being able to just like be active in it and just be active and like doing something. Like it makes you a little happy, you know? But still it's like when you actually, again, like just think about it, it's just like, 
I think it's also because I overthink a lot and it was annoying because I was like, damn, it's just too much. And like, it's like out of my own mind. I started like, ah, that's a bad habit, self-isolating myself. But man, like, I got rid of that habit kind of, but it's just like going to my own thing and just spacing out and just like doing the work, but like without thinking, which sounds weird, but it's just like, know the seriousness of it. But it's like still doing it, but it's like feeling like there's not like no hope at all. That was like one of the yeah, biggest issues I would say. It's like feeling lost. So I did. But again, it all worked out in the end. So yeah, thank you. I know um we talked about misconceptions a little bit earlier in this um interview, but what do you think is important about destigmatizing mental health? So like why is it important to change people's ideas and the misconceptions? And yeah, can you talk a little about, a bit about that? I would say, yeah, like not just like forcing people and like to like think one certain way because everybody has different perspectives of things. But I think one of the most important things is like actually like show people like telling people for what it is and just being real and just like showing for what it is and it is is that okay i know it's not specific but especially that i'm trying to say it's basically like showing that a lot of people like are aware of mental health and are aware of these things that happen like again you know since uh, since like this year a lot of changes happened and people like are learning about it but still a lot of people don't even know like the seriousness of it or like how it affects people and like the differences it's just like people always associate like bad mental health with just like being depressed or you know decided of instead like it's a lot more than just that and a lot of people like know about like physical health because that's been talked about and like mentioned like actually taken seriously but in like mental health is like that's something that you can't see well you can in many ways but something that you can't actually see and it's just like affects people every single day so i would say misconceptions to get rid of it's just like see again like seeing it for what it is like i don't know what better way i could explain it for just like people that actually just talk and just like learn from each other yeah, I totally agree with the part about how you mentioned that physical health is a lot more easier to um, notice in someone rather than their mental health. People can usually put on a mask and you're definitely unaware of that. So what are some action steps that students can seek to for support for their own mental health and maybe consider, you know, this pandemic? Um. For support, like, again, it's like knowing that it's going to be a process, a very long and hard process. I like, know what, like, I would say this now for anybody who's like, this is, like, you should be proud of yourself. You're working on yourself. Like, that, if you're working silently in yourself, like, be proud of yourself because no one's going to see it, at least for now, until the end, because that's how everything works. And no one really appreciates you until you actually get to your goal. Nobody, like, appreciates you for the journey or sees you in the journey or sees all the work that you put into. But it's just like, all that work that some people put into themselves like just like know that be patient for yourself i know it's a difficult take breaks and for how to seek out help it's extremely difficult to just like again there's many reasons why it's extremely difficult to just like ask for help whether or not it's just like being scared to be judged toxic masculinity pride insecurities all that stuff but it's really hard to trust people too <laughs> um i say for the start just listen to yourself and listen to your body. And I know it's really difficult too, because a lot of people like to overthink and anxiety matter, anxiety exists too. But 
listen to yourself know what your needs and just like know that it's okay to take breaks and like showing vulnerability is not a bad thing at all like if you're vulnerable that's not a bad thing at all that's honestly i'll consider you more strong than anything if you show vulnerability to somebody that you trust so there's that and everybody's comfortable with it but just trying to take time for yourself that's a good thing to do those are some really good action steps to take and really like that you highlighted that you know being vulnerable is not a weakness um it's a strength and it's something that takes a lot of courage to do um and i think you had talked about a little in the beginning of this episode um how your school was kind of involved with supporting your mental health um how do you want your school or maybe like other schools to um either continue or start supporting students' mental health? I can't just say, you know, obviously there's many factors that play a part of why mental health is not, you know, supported in schools. Um, I'll say even like me, I didn't even get that much support either, but I still appreciated whatever I got. I would say for schools, how to support is just like, you know, the school system is heavily outdated. <laughs> That's for one, it's like actually like taking account of what is like happening now. Uh, it's like teaching it too. So like at least take like one or two weeks to teach about like mental health care and mental health and what it is. I know that's like, it's, it's, it's not a lot, but it's a start of something. And that's gonna be, actually it is a lot. Like doing like anything of that and it's like taking, like talking about something like that seriously serious is a lot actually and that's like a huge thing i can't really think of any ideas of how like schools could like be better supported but it's just like listen to you know students and actually like i guess i don't want to say it's to start a program for them but <laughs> teaching it will be a good thing that would be one good thing and actually being more accountable for like how school does affect the mental health and being aware of like how like schools actually got like Oh, in time, but yeah, I would say that it's like be aware of the teaching, like listen to the students. Yeah, thank you. I definitely agree that having schools educate kids more about mental health and its importance it could be very um, impactful to a lot of people. Um, this might be a little bit personal, so um, feel free to verbalize if you're not comfortable with this, but how do you personally take care of your mental health? I was about to say joking. No, I don't. <laughs> but <laughs> I would say, yeah. Um, again, doing I used to not at least just, you know, just deal with it, quote unquote, and just live life day to day, you know, the numbness. Um, for how to manage it though, uh I talk about it sometimes, you know, because I got a dog, I talk to my dog. <laughs> um yeah, it's just like talking about it really helps. I like to play sports like basketball, so that also helps with like managing mental health. Honestly, I still don't manage it well. I'll just be super honest. Like I don't, it's actually still really bad and it's still like yeah, but anyways. <laughs> um managing it is just like taking time for myself, drinking a lot of water, um, resting, taking breaks, and I always like to like know what's gonna happen next. 
So like planning out what's what to do, what's my next day, what's what's that also really helps. And yeah, that type of stuff helps. And it's like, you know, just doing show stuff, just doing just being show. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with us, Ethan. I think some of the tips that you mentioned are very, very beneficial. And maybe some of our listeners can even adapt some of them to their own lives. So um, we have a closing question for you. What advice do you have for youths who may be listening and those who are, you know, struggling with their mental health? What would you say to them? I would just be extremely real. Like, a lot of people are like struggling for many different reasons of different situations. So what my advice can give or what I can say is not going to like, I'm not going to be like, oh, don't worry. It's all going to be okay. In all reality, like this would be real. It's like, it can be okay. But sometimes like the best thing to do is just like, just take a second for yourself. Like you are you like, love. again, I can't say love yourself. That's, that, that, that's difficult, <laughs> but yeah just know who you are which again is also really difficult but listening to yourself and knowing your own needs would be good too it's like listen that's what i mean by listen to yourself like listen to what you think you need and have something that you like to do and like i know there's always burnout with like that type of stuff but and y'all got me on the spot right now trying to think of advice but i'm t- don't even do this for myself <laughs> uh I can't really say much stuff. Just like take a second for yourself. Calm, breathe. There you go. That's one thing I like to do. Just breathe. Just take a deep right. breath. Take a deep breath. And sometimes, like it's scary to talk about things, but this is good too. And some some things are very scary. But honestly, if you dealing with that type of stuff, you the bravest one there. It's just like everybody deals with something. Don't mean that you're, oh, here you go. It's like, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking about too. My bad. I know that this is not a not, not good flow, but I'll say like, yeah, I just forgot. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're all good, Ethan. You're good. Okay, like cut this part off. <laughs> like, okay. Just because you're dealing with something, you're struggling with something, does that mean, and just because somebody else has like a different problem that may be considered bigger, does that mean your problem is any less than theirs? Your problem matters, your mental health matters, your struggle matters, your physical health matters. Just cause again, just cause somebody else might be in a less fortunate situation than you, does that mean your yours does not matter? Be great. And also like think about like things you're grateful for, which also can you know be stressful too. <laughs> but it's like know that try to figure out what you want to do. Right. That's one thing. Your your you matter. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Like your problems matter too. <laughs> and work. Your, your work is like just as important as anything else on yourself <laughs> yeah honestly that was literally like the perfect way to end off um our episode but yeah that was our last question for you um thank you ethan so much for being here today um sharing a little bit about your personal story talking about um cpa and the our healing in our hands campaign and also giving some really really good advice um <laughs> Yeah, that will be it for today. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Thank y'all so much for having me here. <laughs> All Thank right. You. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody the best. That's what I'll leave y'all. <laughs>
Well, that was all for episode four. If you liked it, because we'll follow, like, it doesn't really matter. But like usual, you're going to end it off with a song that should start anytime now. <laughs>